Our reading this morning is from Acts chapter 1, the first 14 verses. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James son of Alphaeus and Simon the Zealot and Judas son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Father, that's probably a familiar passage to many of us. And yet, the amazing thing, or one of the amazing things about your Holy Spirit is that he can show us new, new things every time we look at a passage that we may have looked at hundreds of times before. And so we ask for your blessing on Martin as he comes now to share what you have, um, what he has prepared in following you, Lord. And I, I, I pray, Lord, that you will truly impact each one of us with what you want to say to us through Martin this morning. Amen. Thanks, Alison. You're all okay? Good. So we start a new series uh, today for uh, a number of weeks on in the book of Acts, looking at the person and work of the Holy Spirit uh, in the church. So I hope you're excited uh, about this new series. I am. Um, Luke wrote two volumes, the Gospel of Luke and uh, the book of Acts. So Luke is all about what Jesus began to do and teach. And um, Acts is the second volume, and it talks about 
how the church is called to continue the ministry that Jesus began in the gospel. And of course, the Holy Spirit features heavily and powerfully in the book of Acts because without the Holy Spirit, um, believers cannot continue to do what Jesus did and teach what Jesus did without the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's the theme statement of the book of Acts. Here it is in verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That is what the book is about. The book is structured uh, on that verse. So you can see the progress of the gospel from Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost um, to Judea, to Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. People, the, the difficulty with the book of Acts is people think, well, yeah, that was great for the apostles and uh, for, the, for those that lived uh, at that time, but it kind of doesn't really apply today in the same way. I want to show that it does, okay? I want to shake us out of our cynicism, shake the dust off this as a history book, and I want us to have the faith to see that God wants us to continue to do the work that Jesus began in the Gospel of Luke. Okay? So there's a revolutionary statement to start us off. We are called as Christians to be witnesses to the ends of the earth, and we need God's power for that. We need the Holy Spirit for that. We can't do it without the power of the Spirit. Now, in Luke's time, the ends of the earth were... Western Europe, so good old Blighty here, China, India, and Africa. So look at, look at this verse. Witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. This is not finished. So the first obvious statement to say is you and I are called to be witness, witnesses to finish this work to the ends of the earth. So just as the apostles and the first Christians in the book of Acts were empowered and equipped with the power of the Holy Spirit, so God is calling you and I to desire more of the power of the Spirit so that we can be effective, powerful witnesses, right? And that's what I want to look at today. I want us to explore two ways we are called to grow in our understanding and desire for more of the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, Mark mentioned this last week. Our purpose statement is helping people to make a journey to know and love Jesus, right? That is people who don't know him yet, and that is also you and me who are Christians. Some of you in the room don't know Jesus yet as friend and saviour. My prayer would be that you come to know him. But if you do know him, you are called to make a journey. In other words, being a Christian is not becoming a Christian and trusting in Jesus and then sitting and waiting for heaven, right? Becoming a Christian is a journey of growth, of more, more of the spirit, more of the character of Jesus. It's desiring more prayer, desiring more of the word. It's desiring to be more effective as witnesses. It's a growth pattern, isn't it? So first, Point. We are called to be baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit because without the power of the Holy Spirit, we can't be effective witnesses. Simple. 
first, so here we are, verses four and five. This is Jesus to his disciples. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus told the 11 disciples, minus Judas, called apostles, that's those who've been with him, to wait in Jerusalem to receive the Holy Spirit. Why? Because Jesus was ascending back to heaven and they needed power. Um, Jesus was God in, the hu in human flesh. He could only be in one place at one time, right? Some of us wish we could be in more than one place at one time, but in, in this limited body, we can't. So God provided a way through the gift of his Holy Spirit to empower all believers to receive the power that had rested on Jesus so that they could continue the work that Jesus began in the book of Luke. So they get the power, the same spirit that Jesus had. And so the gospel could go to the ends of the earth through the church. And on the day of Pentecost, uh, the 120 believers gathered together praying, each received the gift of the Holy Spirit, symbolized by tongues of fire resting on each of them. And then later, 3,000 people in Jerusalem came to faith under Peter's preaching and received the Holy Spirit. And the rest is history, as they say. Today, Christianity is by far the largest faith group on the planet. But what does it mean to be baptized with the Holy Spirit? Well, the verb baptize means to plunge, soak, or immerse. Luke, if you study his uh, books, uses a number of words to describe being filled with the Spirit. He describes it as baptism with the Spirit. He describes it as being filled with the Spirit. He describes it as receiving the Spirit. So Luke uses words interchangeably, okay? Rather annoyingly so at times. But what you notice is that again and again and again, Luke calls us to be baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, everyone receives the Holy Spirit when they become a Christian, right? You do. You get the Spirit when you become a Christian. But if you read the book of Acts, Christians are filled again and again and again with the Holy Spirit. They are given more power when they pray for it. Here's an example, Acts 4.31. So the day of Pentecost has happened. Here's the church gathering again. And look what happens. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Do you see that? It's not that they didn't already have the Spirit. They'd received the Spirit in Acts 2 on the day of Pentecost. But as they prayed... The Holy Spirit came again and topped them up, refilled them, empowered them, grew the power of the Spirit in them. Um, let me illustrate, if I may. Uh, next door, I'm sure you've got a similar thing. On the, on the boiler, we have a little um, pilot light, which is really hard to see. Uh, there's a little window, and if you shine a torch, you can just see it, just, and it's silent. But when we turn the heating on and the hot water, boom, whoosh, right? That little pilot light bursts into a roaring, noisy flame. 
if you're a Christian, the pilot light is lit already, but God wants us to be that roaring flame for him, right? He wants us to be powerful witnesses, roaring flames for him. He wants to give us more and more of the spirit. So we get the spirit when we become a Christian, but God doesn't want us to stay there. He wants to do more and more and more in us. He wants to release more power in us. Do you believe that this morning? Are you hungry for that this morning? My own story is this. Um, I became a Christian at the age of 15 at a boys' brigade camp. I went forward on a Friday night gave my life to Jesus, and I received the Holy Spirit there, right? And I had a real peace, because I knew for the first time that Jesus loved me, and that I had a relationship with him. Did I have the full experience of the Spirit at that moment? No. There was more to come, right? We've all got more to come. Thank goodness. I had a peace and a sense of God's presence with me, but that God had a lot more in store. Because when I became a Christian at the age of 15, I was still pretty reserved and a little bit nervous, to be honest. I go to school and I was afraid a little bit of what other children would think of me or say about my faith. Can anybody identify with this? Okay. And so I was a little bit nervous and shy. But as the years went on, and uh, I began to go to things like Spring Harvest, uh, New Wine, Soul Survivor, I encountered the teaching that you can receive more of the Holy Spirit. It's not like you get it once and you just sit back and that's it, job done. You can actually receive more power. And I remember standing at, a, at an event and... Uh, it was an event for teachers, particularly, to be empowered with the Spirit. And I felt God say, stand up, be empowered. And as I stood, I received a fresh anointing and filling and baptism of the Spirit. Spirit came in power upon me. And I, from there, I started wanting to tell people about Jesus. I prayed for opportunities to tell people about Jesus. I went from being a reserved, shy Christian to somebody who couldn't get enough of the Bible, of prayer, of wanting to tell people about Jesus. The change was that I was baptized with more of the Spirit. I went from being a pilot-like Christian to a roaring flame. Anybody want more of that? We can't do it on our own. We're not meant to do it on our own strength. God gives us the Spirit for this stuff. He wants us to grow, to become more confident, more bold, and he wants us to ask for the Spirit to help us to change. Are you hungry for more of the Spirit? I don't know about you, I want to see more miracles in our day. Amen? I want to see more spiritual gifts in the church. Amen? Praise God, we saw prophecy this morning and tongues interpreted we want more of that don't we we want to see more healings when people are prayed for don't we we've got to start praying for it then haven't we in the book of um, acts 
Luke has a particular interest in the Holy Spirit empowering spirit-filled inspired speech, prophecy, tongues, and speaking in the name of Jesus, healing. So think about Acts 3.16. By faith, this is Peter to the crippled man at the gate. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him. He spoke the name of Jesus and the man was healed. And this is where I'm going to get radical with you. Well, not for some of you, it won't be radical. But for some of you, I'm going to shake you a little bit and say that the gifts of prophecy and healing and miracles continue today. Now, it's true that um, God equips some uh, as prophets and uh, some with the gift of miracles and healing so that we see um, miracles clustering around people who are specially gifted in those areas or some people prophesy more often than others because they've been given a gift of prophecy. But it's also true that God can heal through whoever he wants to heal and prophesy through whoever he wants to prophesy. But it's just that these gifts are also clustered around individuals, just as they were in the book of Acts. They were clustered around the apostles. But God gives specifically gifted people today who have a pattern or a repeated theme of, of healing ministry or of prophetic ministry, right? It's really interesting that Paul instructs the church at Corinth to eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. He says, eagerly desire the gift of prophecy. That is the ability to speak directly for God. We've had a prophetic word from Eric this morning. Wonderful to hear God speak, isn't it? God wants to guide his church, build up and encourage his church. The gift of prophecy operates today. Uh, second, we are called to pray for the baptism of the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, if you want uh, more of the Spirit, so it's going to be a really obvious statement, but you've got to ask God in prayer, right? You've got to show God that you really want more of him, more of his spirit. Um, Jesus ascended back to heaven and the disciples did as Jesus told them. They met together and they waited on the gift of the spirit. They didn't wait like they would wait in uh, co-op. They waited by praying. They cried out to God for the gift of the spirit that Jesus had promised. I love this verse. It's beautiful, isn't it? All these with one accord. This is the ESV, which is a much closer translation to the original Greek. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. Are you devoted to prayer? Hello? 
Are you devoted to prayer? Do you want to seek God in prayer? Do you want more of the power of the Spirit in your life? Do you want to grow to be more like Jesus? Do you want to be a more effective witness? Then you have to pray. You have to ask God. You have to ask, seek, knock. Jesus said, how much um, more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The phrase with one accord tells us that the believers were all in unity and agreement as they prayed, asking for the Spirit to be poured out. And we see their prayer wonderfully answered on the day of Pentecost, when tongues of fire descended and they proclaimed the wonders of God in foreign languages they'd never learned. So that all the different languages meeting in Jerusalem at the time could understand the praises of God in their own language. Isn't that wonderful? Spirit-inspired speech again. Do you see it? Tongues in foreign languages that time. Luke wants us to see that whether we're being empowered as witnesses to to witness to Jesus boldly, whether we're prophesying, whether we're declaring healing, whether we're preaching like Peter with anointed power, that there is more of the Holy Spirit for each one of us to ask for so that we can speak and be witnesses to Jesus more effectively. Some of you are called to preach. Some of you are called to healing ministry. Some of you are called to be prophets and to speak prophetic words. Some of you are called to speak in tongues and to interpret those tongues. But we're all called to be spirit-filled, bold and confident witnesses for Jesus. Right? Every single one of us. But are you hungry and thirsty for more power? so that you can be a more effective witness. Are you? Do you eagerly desire spiritual gifts? Or are you kind of comfortable where you're at? No, good. (laughs) Because if you're going to obey the word, you're going to eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. We'll do more teaching on this, by the way. Don't, Don't think this is it. I realize I'm just skating past words like prophecy and some of you are going, I've got a clue what you're talking about. That's okay. Bear with us, all right? We'll cover it. This year, we want to have a focus as a church on the work of the Spirit, right? One of our values is Spirit-filled. And we cannot be effective witnesses without the power of the Spirit. We can't. So come tonight to pray next door to receive more of the Spirit. Come tonight to hear what the plans are for this year. They're exciting. Come on a Monday morning at 9.30 if you're not at work and pray every week. God wants us this year to seek more of the power of the Spirit, more of the gifts of the Spirit. God wants us to get over our cynicism and fear of the Spirit and to start stepping out of the boat and believing him for more. Okay? Not comfortable. Right? Not here to bring comfort to you. I'm here to bring the word of God. And this is what we believe as leaders, the word of God to us as a church is. Get out of the boat and start moving 
in the gifts and the power of the Spirit. I hope that floats your boat, gets you, or yeah, it would float your boat, hopefully. <laughs> Mixing metaphors here. Don't we all want to see more? Don't we? See more miracles, more healings, more miraculous answers to prayer, more manifestations of the, of the spiritual gifts. Don't we want that in our day? Aren't we hungry and thirsty for more evidence of God working? I know I am. I fast and I pray that God would break out with these things in our church. We're going to call the church to a season of fasting through Lent again. Why don't we see more in our day and our time? I would, I would dare to suggest, I would dare to suggest that it's because we don't eagerly seek it in prayer. Acts chapter 4, they asked God to stretch out his hand to heal and perform miracles and signs and wonders in prayer. Why don't we see more? Because we don't ask. We don't believe. We don't have faith. We don't cry out to God for more. I'm challenging you this morning with the word of God. Are you hearing the, the Lord? Amen. Amen. God wants to do far more than we can ask or imagine. And God wants to use you and me. <laughs> do you believe that? And he can use you and me because although we're weak, he is strong and powerful. And his spirit can fill us if we will ask. Anybody hungry and thirsty this morning? Yeah. Amen. Let's stand, shall we, in the presence of God? If you're hungry for more, you might just want to express that with coming to the Lord with outstretched arms and hands, empty hands, and you might just want to express that that way, so I find it helpful. And I'm just going to say, come Holy Spirit, and baptize us, fill us afresh with your presence and power. We want to be more effective witnesses for you. We want more of the power of the Spirit in our lives. Why don't you just cry out individually to God, asking for more power right now in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name.
really sense the, the spirit just uh, here this morning. Um, some of you had never had that, um, ex well, yeah, you've, you've not had that experience of going from a pilot light to that whoosh. And I believe the Lord would want you to respond this morning, that you would be baptized in the spirit, refilled, re-energized, given fresh power, fresh boldness. The Lord wants to do that. For some of you, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a recommitment. For some of you, you've wandered off from the Lord. And by responding this way, you, you, you're wanting to come back to him. You're saying, I want more of you, Lord. Fresh filling of the Spirit. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right now that if that's you, if you want a fresh filling of the baptism of the Spirit, I'm going to ask you to respond and just to come down the front here right now. Maybe a friend could come with you just to escort you, to pray for you. But let's, let's respond. That The prayer team be ready, please. Prayer team be ready. This is for people who want to experience the power of the Spirit filling them and baptizing them in a fresh and new way. Why don't you just come now? Why don't you just come down and up to the front here and just stand, just stand facing the front. Come, Holy Spirit. Give courage, Lord, to people to respond right now. Give courage, Lord. Give courage. Give courage, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's more. There's more people the Lord wants to bless. There's more people the Lord wants to bless. The Lord wants us to experience more of the Spirit. He wants us to be on fire for him. Amen? Come, come wherever you are, just come. If, uh, if your prayer team, could you uh, just come and lay hands on people? If you're an elder or a deacon, just come and lay hands on people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this place today. There's a move of the Spirit here. There's a move of the Spirit. There's a hunger and a thirst in the room today. And we thank you for that, Jesus. We thank you for that, Jesus. Lord Jesus, I just pray that your Spirit would come in power right now in the name of Jesus and fill these dear folk who have responded this morning. Spirit of God, come in power and baptize them Fill them with the power of your spirit. Just receive, receive from the Lord. Cry out to him, hunger and thirst after the spirit. If you thirsty, ask for the spirit to fill you. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. More of you, Lord. More of your spirit, more of your power to rest upon your people. Lord, to empower them, to give them boldness and confidence in their witness. Lord, release spiritual gifts in people. I pray for the gift of tongues. I pray for prophecy. If, if you want spiritual gifts, why don't you ask the Lord right now for tongues, for prophecy, for healing? Why don't you just cry out to him and ask? Why don't you hunger and thirst for more of the Lord? Thank you, Lord. More of you. More of you, Lord. More of you, Lord. More of you, Jesus. 
Release joy in them, that pray for joy. Holy Spirit, fill mouths with laughter and joy this morning. Do a fresh work, Lord. Fresh work for joy.
I just pray that if there's somebody near you who needs the comforting presence of the Spirit this morning, why don't you just lay hands on them and ask that the Spirit of God will come with His comforting presence and power to just visit them. Some are suffering uh, with all sorts of things that are grieving uh, them. I just pray that you reach out a hand and just pray that God's Spirit will comfort them wherever you are. Why don't you pray for somebody near you now that they will come with you by God's Spirit. different stages in our journey and it's possible that there is some are people here who actually haven't felt that hunger haven't felt that thirst maybe haven't even felt that they want to hunger and thirst it's all right to pray to want the hunger to want that er, to, to seek earnestly um, we've got the example of the Bible that that man who said help my unbelief And so if, if that is you, then I pray that you will pray for the desire to want the Spirit, if that makes sense. Yeah. We're going to finish the, the, the service as such now. If you um, still want prayer, need prayer, um, want to talk to somebody, just want to stay in the quiet of the sanctuary, then please do. Otherwise, make your, uh, your way next door for, for tea, coffee. It would be so, so good if we could keep the sanctuary as a, as a place of prayer until the Holy Spirit has finished his work here this morning. If everybody else could make their way through to the lounge for tea and coffee. Thank you.